Do not put both pairs of tefillin, Rashi tefillin, Rabbeinu Tam tefillin, don't put them in the same bag. Why is that? Because one of them has a status of being mundane, not Kodesh, which is the tefillin of Rabbeinu Tam. Therefore, they should not be placed in the same bag as the Kodesh tefillin. But rather make two bags, and on each bag there should be a separate sign that this is a Rashi bag, and this is a Rabbeinu Tam bag. And that is exactly what those who wear tefillin of Rashi, Rabbeinu Tam, that is exactly what they do. That you don't want to mix them up. That's why you have it very clearly uh, labeled. And if you didn't do that, and you had the Rashi and the Rabbeinu Tam floating back and forth, it's very, you know, you see that organization and say their order is a very integral part of Yiddishkeit. It's not just something that which is, you know, a nice idea, but is very encouraged in performing the mitzvahs properly. Siv Kotin Yud Ches. Lo Yaniach, don't place the Tfilin Shal Yad and Tfilin Shal in the same bag of of the Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam. Umayri Shuhuzman Akis Tchilo Rak Ledas Echod Mehem. And we're discussing a scenario, what he says that you shouldn't do, is that if you designated the bag for only one of them. Umayri Shuhuzman. Huzman means Hazman. Hazman means to designate. Like like to invite. Right? We do We say a Zimun. What does a Zimun mean? It means you're inviting you're inviting, let's bench now, right? So it means that you're designating for this specific purpose. So when there's a designation and then when there's an action together, in other words, you take the bag, you designate the bag for the tefillin, and you actually use it for the tefillin. So let's read the words again now. You designated the bag first, for one of them, meaning for Rashi or Rabbeinu Tam. But if the bag was originally intended to be used for both Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam at the same time, so from the letter of the law, it's permissible. It's just not encouraged. Why is it not encouraged? Because you could easily make a mistake. You'll take out the wrong tefillin. The Mechaber told us one should not put the Rashi and Tam tefillin in the same bag. But you can put both tefillin bags in the talus bag. That you could do. In other words, like this. You have a bag for tefillin of Rashi and a bag for tefillin of Reynotam. They can both be placed in the same talus bag. That's not a problem. Because the tick, the bag is meyuchot, is designated. Gam ledvarchol, also for a mundane status. What's the mundane status? You know what the mundane status we're talking about here? Is your talus. You say, your talus, talus is mundane? Yes, talus, in regards to the status of the tefillin, talus is mundane. Now, from the letter of the law, a talus, the words don't sound even comfortable to come out of my mind, out of my mouth, which is, a talus can be put into the garbage can. Technically speaking. There is no kedusha on the talus. There's no intrinsic kedusha. Tefillin 
have to be put into Shemus. Now, it's not appropriate necessarily. It's not it's not the the, the, the minig. You don't you don't necessarily take a, a talis when it's old and put into into uh, into the into the garbage can. It's not if you do, you want to wrap it up separately. You don't want to put it with the eggshells and peel. But there's no intrinsic kedusha on it. Your talus. So we say further, the talus in this regard is considered to be mundane. So that's why that's why he's saying over here that um, the talus, you can put the tam in your talus bag because the talus bag itself is considered mundane. Siv cotton chaf. Mechaber told us she'echad mehem huchol v'asur lahanichoi bekiset filin. One of them is chol. Rabbeinu Tam. It's interesting the lashon of echad mehem. The Mechaber is not saying Rabbeinu Tam is chol. Rabbeinu Tam is is mundane. He's saying one of them is mundane. So that language strikes me a little. So it's a little odd to me because. Earlier, he already told us that Rashi is the correct way of putting on tefillin. Here, it sounds like he leaves it open-ended here. One of them is mundane. Here it's bothering me. I don't have an answer. I don't have, I'm just pointing something out. If somebody has a suggestion, I'd love to hear. So it's she'echad mehem huchol v'osla nichoi bekis tefillin. Says the Mishra, You cannot switch the bags. If you're using your tefillin for Rabbeinu Tam bag, for Rabbeinu Tam, you cannot put the, the switch to Rashi to Rabbeinu Tam, because now you're putting the 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 Kodesh into Chol and Chol into Kodesh. Because again, the Batim v'Aretzuas v'Parshias Mishal Rashi Rabbeinu Tam v'Yipcha, you don't want to take the Rashi Retzuas straps and the Rashi Parshias and the Batim and switch from Rashi to Rabbeinu Tam. You don't want to go down in Kedusha. However, what happens if a person never put in the tefillin yet? You have the ritzus, you have the batim, you have the cloth. It was never worn by anybody yet. But it was intended for the Rashi. It was intended not for not for Rabbeinu Tam, it was intended for Rashi. He says now you can switch, switch them. Because if no one wore it yet, doesn't have that, it wasn't inaugurated, if you will. You can switch them. However, if one time, a person puts it on one time, for the midst of tefillin, and it was intended for one of the approaches, for Rabbeinu Tam, or for Rashi, then you cannot switch it back and forth. A person puts on the tefillin once, puts on the Rashi once, puts on Rabbeinu Tam once, you cannot switch them back and forth. And even if that person intended, when he put it on, that I'm going to put it on once for the mitzvah, fulfill the mitzvah, wearing a rash and tefillin, and then I'm going to switch it afterwards. Doesn't help. From Kodesh to Chol. From Kodesh to Chol, you can't make a condition. From Rashi is Kodesh. Tefillin of Rashi is Kodesh. To chol to the Rabbeinu Tam, halachically the way we paskin is is mundane. It's not kodesh, so it does not help to make a tanai by the tilin. Tanai means the condition. I cannot go down like this. The Mishmaru now brings from the Prima Godim. 
The Matzah Ritzuah Zvenya Dei Im Heim Shal Rashi Oishal Rabbeinu Tam. The Prima Gordon says the following scenario. You find beautiful Ritzuahs. I'm adding the word beautiful. You find beautiful Ritzuahs. But you're not sure if these Ritzuahs are from Rashi or these Ritzuahs were from Rabbeinu Tam. So I'm not discussing, you know it's made l'shma, everything is done, all l'shma, no problem. You're just not sure what the status of the, of the ritzuas are. Can you put them for your Rashi tefillin? Now we just said a line above, that once they were used for one thing, they cannot be used for something else. Right. So you could ask, well, maybe they weren't used for anything. You could, you, could, you, could, you could suggest that. The understanding in the question is that they were perhaps used for one well, question is, you don't know which one. So can you use it for Rashi? Says the Mishnah Brura, in the name of the Prima Godam, the Yimotza Ritzuah, Zvenya Deim, Heim, Shal Rashi, Aishar Ben Otam, Yuchal Hanichal, Neparishas, Shal Rashi. You can, you are permitted, you are allowed to. Wear them for the parishes of Rashi, Derubud Munichin, Shal Rashi, Vanan, Svira, Lon, Gamkein, Derashi, Eker, Maylam, Ekoidesh. And he says, yes, you can. You could use it for Rashi. Why? Because the majority, go after the majority. Majority of the tefillin we wear is Rashi tefillin. So you're going after the majority. And and therefore, we pass in Rashi is the Iker, and Maile Mekoidish, you're allowed to go up in Kedusha. If Ein Moridin, you don't go down in Kedusha. Well, you're allowed to go up in Kedusha. But I'm a very hate, you know, I just want to say, Maile Mekoidish, the life of a Yid, we're, transgress, we're, we're, we're digressing for a second, not transgressing, digressing. Okay? <laughs> Making sure paying attention there, right? <laughs> so, so, if, if we look at our lifestyle as a Yid, and every day we are getting closer to Hashem, okay, we make mistakes, we fall, we do Aveira sometimes, we make mistakes, but we're growing, so then we can't go back to where we were the day before. Because we go up in Kedusha, oh. and don't go down in Kedusha. Right? That. that applies to us as well. Wow. Okay, back inside. In the example you're giving them. I'm a Ber Take a look at the Ber for a further discussion on this topic. Some of the Achreim are even more lenient. That according to us who hold that Rashi is Iker, the Rashi is the main Mahalach, they are saying that you're permitted, you are allowed to switch the Ritzua from Rabbeinu Tam to Rashi when you have no other ritzuos, so you could go from Michel Rabbeinu Tam, you go from Rabbeinu Tam to Rashi, but from Rashi to Rabbeinu Tam is also little Gavni. You cannot go the other direction. You cannot go from Rashi to Rabbeinu Tam because now you're going down, down the kedusha. You cannot do. Okay, now is a very interesting question for those who wear tefillah Rabbeinu Tam. What happens if a person accidentally takes out the bag of the of the Rabbeinu Tam Tefillin? Now, in order to to fully understand and appreciate this, the question, let's backtrack for a second. And, and there is a halacha, like we discussed, we mentioned quickly yesterday, Eimavirin al mitzvahs. You can't pass over a mitzvah. You can't pass over a mitzvah. And we had learned this discussion in the beginning of Hilchas Tefillin. And therefore, you want to make sure you put the shalyad in the same place, in your bag every day, in the Sharoish, so that you don't make a mistake and take out the wrong one. And you might have to pass over the mitzvah. 
Is there a concern of ma'avir and alamitz when it comes to tefillin or tam? In other words, let's say I take out the wrong bag, I take out the rabbeinu tam tefillin. Do I now have to put in the rabbeinu tam tefillin? So the mishmar says, no, you don't. So so he says like this. You could put them aside. And it's not a concern of passing over the mitzvah. Nonetheless, ideally, don't don't do this if you can avoid it. Put your Rashi in the same spot every day. And Rabbeinu Thomas bag in the same spot every day. I, I also want to mention another point. If you remember when we learned these halachas previously, when if you were with us then, that if the tefillin are in the bag, there's a shaila if that's called ma'avir and mitzvahs. There's a question if that's called passing over the mitzvah if the tefillin are still in the tefillin bag. Because maybe it's only if they're, if, if your hand is in the tefillin bag or they're out of the bag, that's when there's a question of ma'avir and mitzvahs. Now, I believe the Taz is machmir, it is. But other Achreinim were saying that if it's still in the bag, it's not a problem. So here is two reasons why not why it's not a problem. One is it's Reino Tam. And number two is because it's, it's also in the bag. However, we said, you should be careful not to. Let's take a question one second. Let's finish the sentence here. I want to finish the simon. Do you put on fill of Reino Tam and Says the Mishnah do not put on Tfilin Rabbeinu Tam. Now, a week from this Sunday, if Mashiach is not here, well, could you imagine Mashiach here? A week from this Sunday, if Mashiach is not here, we'll be fasting. And now the Shaila is, do you put on Tfilin of Rabbeinu Tam on Tisha B'av? We just said in Cholomai, we don't put on Tfilin. However, Tishabov, Lemincha, Yinichim, Haraitza. Those who want to wear the tefillin of Benutam, you can put it on by Mincha time. So even though we dive in Mincha with the tefillin, we don't dive in Shachas with tefillin, you can put on the tefillin of Benutam by Mincha. You, you can and you should. He says Haraitza. If you want. If you want no. Yeah, so yeah. Only, but only the top. No, no, no. You always put on Rashi. Always put on Rashi. Yeah. He say, he's saying in regards to film of Rabbeinu Tam, should they be put put on on Chalama, on, on Tishabov, he says Haroitza. It's interesting Lashin, like you're 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 being in Haroitza if you want to. Like like what, what what does he mean by that? Is he saying that like it, it, it it's like any other day, or is he saying that if you want to, it's okay. But maybe maybe you shouldn't. You have to know the Lashin, what the Mindik for those who wear Tfilin Rabbeinu Tam, I believe those who wear Tfilin Rabbeinu Tam, they put it on, they put it on like every other day. Let's actually continue in the next simin. We do have some time. Simin Lamed. Hey, Din Minyan Hashitin. We're discussing here in this simin how many rows and how many columns should you should you make for the the tfilin. And we see by the Tfilin Shayad is different than Tfilin Shalosh. The Mechara says, "Nagu b'minin hashitin, lichtoig mishal yad shiva shitin, b'chol parsha, u'b'shalroish arba shitin." So the Mechara tells us that the minig is to make a shita a, a row seven by the shalyad. In other words, in the each column should have seven rows by the tefillin shalyad. My tefillin shalroish 
should have four, four rows. So in each row that you write, you should have um, the correct amount of words in order to fit the four rows for the tefillin shel roish or the seven rows for the tefillin shel yad. Now we're going to see some letters. You can extend a letter to make sure that you know uh, you have the right amount of rows. Says the Mishnah concludes Mishino. What happens if a person deviated from the seven or the four? Lay possible. The Mechavah says it's not possible. So Mishino, the Mechavah says lay possible. Says the Mishnah Sif Katan Aleph. Nohagu al piyakabolo biat seifrim ish mi pi ish. The Mishnah brings from the tour that this is a kabbalah from the seifrim one seifer to another seifer. They pass down this Messiah, this tradition that you have to have seven rows when it comes to the tefillin shell yad and four rows when it comes to the tefillin shell roish. Sifkatim beis minin hashitim nechein yish kabbalah biyadam. They also have a kabbalah. In regards to the beginning of the rows, that the which words should begin in each row. Now, when obviously the first line is obviously all the same, but when it comes to the second and other lines, there's a Kabbalah they have, but the words should be the same words for each line. And that's why, you see, it takes tremendous tremendous uh, and and uh, capability to realize how big you should make each letter that they finish at the right place that the next row should be with the correct word and the mishra says unfortunately he writes that the seifim at least in his days he was saying they're not so precise in making sure that the rows are starting correctly and they just write whatever word they're up to one who does want to Make it correct. So he says, don't extend the letters too much or lessen the letter too much because it doesn't make the letters look nice. But just a little here and a little there to extend the letter letter a little or or to make the letter a little shorter, lessen the letter. That's allowed. It, it does. It's not. It's not going to make it look nice. And that won't make it look not nice. Sometimes, for example, you see a reish, which is uh, the top, the gag of the reish is extended a tremendous amount. So the Mishra is saying, you don't want to do that too much. Siv cotton gimel. So the Mishra told us that when it comes to the shal reish and the shal yad, you should have seven rows for the shal yad and, and, and four for the shal reish. The mishina, loy possible. If you change from this amount, loy possible. Baby yad. What happens if you only have a small piece of cloth to write on? And it's long. And you cannot write seven sheetin, seven rows, unless you write a very thin very thin lettering. It's better to change the toy of the shanois to change how many how many uh, rows you're gonna have because you want to have a thicker it should be a little thickness to it exiva tama a little thicker it shouldn't be like a pencil a thin pencil like a stick figure type uh, letters 
I'm a Mordechai, the Hilchus Tanner, so if you'll fill in, for whoever else, some lamb base, the Bechlau, Zekele, and Veluchtoi, Ksiva, Gasabe, Mixas. Now, this place can bring down that in order to be a Zekele, Van Velu, to make the Tfilin look beautiful, it should be have a little thickness to it. Shloyu, Nimchok, Mehera, and this will also prevent it from getting erased quickly. Of Emes on the Rayan, the Chush, the Mishra says, we see. So the Mishra says that you find when the Seifim are writing very thin, let's say like a point three, like, you know, the pencils, the lead pencils, like a very thin ksa, very thin writing, you find many mistakes. And they weren't written properly because of this thinness. And many times it's missing many of the tag and the crowns, the shatness gates of the letters Shin Ain Tes Nun Zayin Gimel Tzadi. Do Medina Digmara. Those letters, as we'll see in the next simon, more on this in the Barichos at length, that the letters Shatness Gates require the crowns on top, Medina Digmara. When something is learned from the Gemara, Din of the Gemara, it's very Chomer. There are those Rishon that are Machmir. I feel a bit yevid that it has to have these um, these tagim, and it shouldn't be and it shouldn't be uh, too thin. Point is, it shouldn't be too thin. A person who is concerned about the mitzvahs properly should not take very thin ksav because there could be mistakes with it and it could get ruined quickly. The Mishra concludes the simon by saying that one should not purchase very thin ksav, very thin writing of the parishes, because it's very prone to be to be had mistakes in it, to be full of mistakes, unless you know for sure, and he says also because many times it's written by younger children, unless you know for sure that it was written properly by, by uh, good cipher. So Mr. Shem, the next simon, simon Lamed Vav, will begin Dikduk Ksivason, will begin the correct lettering, the, the letters, we'll learn the letters of how to write the letters correctly.